Let's focus on the word God. Exodus 20, 4 through 6 says, You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. In the middle of laying out the Ten Commandments, the core of the stipulations that make up the kind of life God called his people to live, God uses detailed language that mirrors the spaces we find in the creation account. Heaven above, heaven beneath, water under the earth. To Moses' audience in Exodus that would have just witnessed salvation through the plagues, this would have held a different weight. Each plague the Lord sent on Egypt was a clear challenge against one of Egypt's gods, each representing a part of creation that the Egyptians would worship. And yet, God had power over every one of them. This is a theme that is continued throughout scripture. God comparing lesser gods or idols to himself. Now let's read Psalm 89 verses five through 11. Let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord, a God greatly to be feared in the counsel of the holy ones and awesome above all who are around him. O Lord, God of hosts, who is mighty as you are, O Lord, with your faithfulness all around you? You rule the raging of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. You crush Rahab like a carcass. You scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world and all that is in it, you have founded them. According to this passage, how does God compare to all other beings? both heavenly and earthly. When Isaiah prophesies a coming child to be born that is himself God, this is truly significant. What kind of God, ruler of all, would step into the likeness of his own creation, born as human to know and save his children? Why does it matter for us that Jesus is this mighty God, this maker and ruler of all? Why does it matter that Jesus is this mighty God who has especially pledged himself and his efforts to his people? Let's continue practicing the prayer of abiding. Think back to yesterday when you practiced accepting your internal state and then allowing Jesus into it. Once again, practice accepting Jesus and allowing him in. Next, practice abiding. After allowing God into your mess and emotions, 
we can finally and more fully abide in Jesus, letting go of our desire to fix or control our mess, and simply letting God be God in control and for our good. Without agenda, remain and rest in his strength and presence. Notice how it feels to be fully seen by God and to be fully open toward him. You may feel or see something beautiful, but if not, this time is just as important. As you finish your time together, take a moment to thank God for his love and for being present with you.